Welcome to No Compromises, a peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel. And this is Aaron. One of the nice things about using an off-the-shelf framework and being part of a, an ecosystem is you have a wide variety of, of packages that um, people have put time and energy into building and maintaining. And so a lot of times when you need a certain piece of functionality, odds are somebody has likely needed that before and maybe has taken the time to package it up. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm a little cautious. Like I don't like to just go willy-nilly installing 100 packages because those are all things you have to maintain. So I thought we could chat about this today, Aaron. Like what, what's your thought process when you're considering whether or not to bring a new package, a new dependency into your project? Well, I think it's actually good that you brought that up because I think that our views are similar, but from different routes. Mm. So I consider every new piece of code I bring in that I haven't written as a potential security hole. Okay. Now, the cool part about open source software is we get to review that that code before we use it. But um, I'm willing to bet, <laughs> uh, you know, most of the money in, in your wallet. Um, that uh, most people don't review thoroughly the code in packages. They just see the reviews and assume someone else has done that. Yeah, and it's probably exactly. fine. Right. Um, and, and so that's a that's a concern I have when I think about packages is is even if there's tons of people using it, has anyone actively you know reviewed each version for security holes? And I'm, I'm not saying either that the package author did anything maliciously. That's right. a whole different conversation. Sure. But just just you know missed some things or or didn't have it audited uh, by someone who specializes in security or or things like that. Um, so that's probably one of my first main concerns. Well, it sounds like you kind of came from a different point of view. Yeah, I, to me, I mean, everything you said is true, and I definitely agree in in principle with the concerns you raise. But a lot of times where I'll feel some pain with a package is uh, when there's a new major release of Laravel and the package hasn't been updated yet. So that, that's mm -hmm. kind of like the more of those you have. Now, that's not a major thing to work around. In fact, I would say the community has gotten pretty good about jumping on those updates, but it, it's a little bit of a pain point. Sometimes different versions of packages have overlapping shared dependencies with different version constraints and that leads to some challenges too. So I guess my mm -hmm. default position is to like think, do I really need this package? Is it is it going to be such an increase in productivity that it offset any future maintenance costs associated with it? Well, when you say that, I guess it makes me wonder, are you then advocating for re, you know um, reinventing the wheel in every one yes. of your, your software? <laughs> I'm a, I am a wheel salesman. And I think you should have the joy of reinventing. No, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely a balance to be struck. So, so I would put it this way. One of, one of the ways I look at it is how long do I think this will take me to write? If it's something that's in the hours, then I probably won't reach for a package. If, it's, if I think this is going to take days or weeks or I just like, oh boy, I just won't do that, then a package makes a lot of sense. The other, the other area is when a package is such a large set of features that maybe I can see like, well, I need these three or four features right now, but I can, I'm pretty sure like six months from now, I'm going to need these other ones. Then it might make sense to just like buy into the feature, the package, because it'll give you a path to grow into it. So th those are some of the thoughts I have, but no, I'm not an all or nothing type guy. And I, I don't 
cherish the idea of writing more code than I need to write. So I think I would look at that from a different point of view too, is, um, you know, if this package has three or four features I need, do I really need the whole package then? Okay. Um, or, or do, you know, it, do I just need one specific thing? And now I've introduced a ton of complexity and extra code because a lot of times package creators have to make their, their code configurable and very mm -hmm. open. Um, yep. so there's a lot of different ways to do it. So you might find yourself with a lot of ceremony or a lot of setup, a lot of configuration, or a lot of things that maybe even get registered into your runtime that can potentially slow it down, uh, just for this one little quick feature you need. Right. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's a valid way of uh, looking at it and something to weigh when you're deciding whether or not to bring it in. We kind of talked in the abstract a little bit. Should we, should we try to drill down on maybe a specific example and uh, rationalize whether or not to reach for a package? Do you have any examples in mind? Well, I can think of uh, one example where I, I am guilty of writing the package. Um, so this is the worst part. <laughs> um, but there, there was a PHP framework at one point that, that's not Laravel. I'm going to try to just, I, I want to give details, but I don't want to embarrass everyone, right? Um, but uh, Including you yourself? Know, yeah, and, uh, I've already <laughs> given it away. Um, but there, there was this, uh, you know, there was a group of people who wanted to have some gzip compression. And uh, I, I explained, well, this is how you could do that on a server, which is probably the right place to do it. Um, but if not, you could um, just put this one line in this one file uh, in your, your project setup and everything would be fine. And, and people just still couldn't get that, you know, couldn't, couldn't, you know, understand what I was trying to say. And it might be in different experience levels. So I ended up making a package that again, had all of this rigmarole, I'll say, you know, to register itself and get itself set up as some sort of middleware for this, this framework I was working in that basically had one line, which set um, gzip to, you know, on. Um, like, like a header? Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It's a header. All right. Okay. Um, and, and that's all it did. And it was just, and people would love to install that composer install, <laughs> you know, this, and it does it everything for you. Um, so that, that's like, that's obviously a very simple, but still abstract example. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I think, I think there's, there's concerns that when you write the code like that too, like just take a little second to understand maybe what the technology is that you're trying to do. What is the feature you're trying to do? And if you understand the underlying technology, mm -hmm. maybe you can make a better determination on whether this is even a good package to use. So I like to think about th there's been times where I've seen packages that are pretty popular. It looks like everyone's using them. And I took a look at the source code and, and analyzed it. And I'm like, this seems actually rather inefficient. Maybe the documentation was good and that's cool. Or maybe someone famous tweeted out and said, you should use this. And so that becomes pretty popular. Um, but since I, I understood the underlying technology of what I, I wanted to do, I just didn't want to take the time to write it. I was able to see, well, there's actually a less popular package. It was more streamlined and more ready mm. for something I needed, okay. um, you know, kind of hit all those boxes. It was less complex you know, it was just more at what I wanted and the code was a better quality too. It just wasn't as popular because my use case was a little bit different than the majority of people's use cases. Yeah. That, and you, you kind of alluded to a thing that we all do when we're, when we're picking a package is we kind of look at some of those metrics, like how many installs does it have? How many stars does it have on GitHub? When was the last time a commit was made? How many open issues are there? Like you, you kind of mm -hmm. weigh all these things, but to your point, more stars and downloads isn't necessarily better for your use case. So don't let that right. 
sway you really look at it from a technical perspective, still weigh those other things because they, they might be a proxy for ongoing support and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not like the final determination. The other thing I thought maybe we could just touch on here briefly is when you're working in a Laravel project, often you'll go to look for a package. And, and sometimes you might find two packages, one which is a just a PHP package that does what you want, but then somebody wraps that package with Laravel specific niceties. You know, maybe it registers mm-hmm. a service provider, or it registers um, a facade, or it creates a config file. You know, it does some of these things that you're sort of used to having in Laravel, and um, that is nice. But it also is you're basically taking on two dependencies. Then, right? You're you're taking mm-hmm. on the the main package dependency and the main package it's using internally. And so I, I just went through an exercise recently where I got rid of one of these Laravel specific wrapped packages and just replaced it with the base or core package that was getting updated more frequently. And this, this was an example of a messaging provider that published an SDK and then some third party wrapped it and made a Laravel specific bridge for it. And while the bridge was nice, it became more maintenance than I wanted, especially when I got to a point where I wanted to upgrade to the newest version of that messaging API. And this wrapper hadn't yet done it. Now Mm -hmm. I could have opened a pull request, but it just sort of made me think like, why am I using this? Is it really giving me what I need? Or could I just add a couple files myself to wrap this in Laravel? And that's, that's what I ended up doing. So I, I think that's a good thing to keep in mind too, when you're picking a package, don't, it doesn't have to be specific to your framework. It can just be a vanilla PHP package as well. Yeah, I think I think that's a good example too is because those SDKs given by those companies that's that's kind of supporting their work. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know created by people that probably work for them. Right. Whereas the wrapper is is you know some programmer who had some open time. So you you might put in a pull request, but then they you know they're on vacation. Sure. You right. know so so yeah. are you are you can you tell the boss, sorry I can't upgrade this provider to our new features because this person is on vacation. <laughs> yeah, I got to wait for this guy. That. This guy in Portugal, he's on a holiday. <laughs> and when he's back, we can finish what we're working on. <laughs> right. So to, to summarize our discussion here and, and our point of view, isn't a, a harsh stand one way or the other. Always prefer a package or always prefer your own implementation, but just sort of to take a measured approach to think, do I need this? Do I need all of this? Could I implement this partially myself? Uh, what sort of dependencies am I taking on from a maintenance perspective, from a security perspective? All of this is sort of leading to a more stable and easier to maintain project. So I think a lot of people are making use of uh, delivery services now. Yeah. Um, got some great stories, but uh, have you ran into anything uh, <laughs> Uh, fun with your deliveries, Joel? Delivery-related incidents? Yeah. In my case, uh, it's not so much something the delivery driver does. Uh, it's more so what the other people in my house do in regard to those deliveries. So we were waiting for a package that contained a Nintendo Switch. This was a uh, high on the radar of all of the uh, younger members of my household so when the package came, I had to make sure to intercept it, but then I hid it in the trunk of our car because I didn't want to open it yet. But if I had not done that, 
there's a very good chance that I would not have seen that package for many days, if not weeks. So my, my challenge is if there's something coming that I want, that I care about to get there before the doorbell rings, because once the doorbell rings, it's game over. Everybody runs to the door to see what the package is. Let's see if I understand this right. <laughs> you got a package of a Nintendo Switch, which you mm-hmm. had to hide in the trunk of your car? Uh, for a couple of days, yeah. Because why? I mean, is this <laughs> around Christmas time? No, this is not gift related. They all knew it was coming. The okay. challenge was our last switch had been um, dropped and battered a little bit. And so we got a new one, but I also ordered a protective case that came with it. The case was mm. coming two days later. So I did not want oh. the pristine new switch to be unboxed before the case arrived. And so the new case yeah. is excellent. <laughs> to be to be pre-destroyed. Exactly, exactly. It kind of <laughs> defeated the whole exercise. Yeah, I mean... I get that. I, I've had a few uh, uh, weird scenarios uh, myself where my apartment is located. There's, there's a, uh, you know, there's apartments on both sides of the building, mm-hmm. but for some reason, no one figures that out. Like it's a giant building, and I, I just, they must think we just have the longest houses, like longest apartments possible. Like, <laughs> and and so it, it's a, like a, a, they'll, I'll give my address, and they just, they'll not be able to find it, and I don't understand why. So I ordered uh, some food the other day uh, from a delivery service, you know, grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said it was delivered. I looked outside my door, not there. Okay. I looked outside my uh, my neighbor's doors, not there either. Just to make sure, was there like a bear setting up a picnic somewhere nearby that may have run off with your food? Is that, <laughs> is that a factor nope. or no? No, okay. no. Just, okay. I mean, this happens. And so I finally decided to kind of walk around the other side of the building and uh, I see someone out there with their dog, and I see what look like my packages. Okay. And, and I, I shout, "Hey, are those your packages?" And she shouts back, "Do you have a wife?" A logical response. <laughs> I was like, um, "Wow, no." <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, "What do we do from here?" And so I just, I, I went and I, I, I just didn't understand it. So I went and got my packages, and. Um, so I'm unloading them into my house and, and uh, they're on my table and I'm pulling them apart. And I finally see that there is uh, some letters that they put on each package that kind of, you know, random letters to say this is order AFTJ or whatever. Okay. But mine were right. spelled out W-I-F-E. <laughs> and so nice. she must have saw that and was like, did, did his wife get packages or something? Like, it was just such a weird thing to like yell like, hey, are those your packages? Which I, I guess is already weird to, to begin with. A random person on the road yelling, are those your packages? Uh-huh. And she goes, <laughs> Do you have a wife? <laughs> Sometimes you just need to know what Aaron and Joel think about Laravel. If so, we can help. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter of Laravel Tips at nocompromises.io slash tips.